sit down boys if I get a treat for you fighting the fight when it comes to technology we are the knights of the kingdom of geekery we rise up when it comes to the challenge of discussing all this nerd knowledge we are the digital soup we are the digital soup we bring with lots of laughter Tune in now if that's what you're after Digital Soup We are the Digital Soup We are the Digital Soup With Jason Adam and usually All right, everybody, welcome back to Digital Soup, the only podcast that finds it just so creepy that someone would give Baloney a first name, let alone a second name. That's just sick. I don't name my food. It's a bunch of baloney. Well. <laughs> and, and who would name their, who would look at a piece of baloney and go, I'm going to call you Oscar? Well, Mr. Meyer would. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Michael? Yep. I don't know. Maybe. Austin Powers? <laughs> <laughs> or creepy killer in a white mask. Could be a little bit of both. The creepy white William Shatner mask. <laughs> That's what that is. Yeah, was that proven to be true or was it just a uh, urban legend? Uh, everything I've heard, it's it's true. I don't know. I'm no expert, though. All right, everybody. My name is Jason. And joining me in this virtual studio today is Adam and that dude that we call usually Dave. Hi. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> oh wow, energy boy! How's it going? I guess you didn't get your uh, McVegan today, did you? It's going great, McVegan. <laughs> you know who it's not going great for right now? The listeners. That's I really need true. you to up that energy level a little bit here because we got a great show here today. Yeah, we We've do. Had some fantastic stuff going on the last two weeks. Phenomenal. Since we recorded last, not only did WWDC happen, oh yeah, but Starting today, we're recording Tuesday. Uh, this is June 11th. What, guys? What's the bit? What's what's the big video game show? I I can't think of what it's called. Um, uh, video games are us. What yeah. is it called? Video games anonymous. Atari. Well, conference. that's what you go do. <laughs> yeah. Atari VCS Madness. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's that's going to be such a huge system. It's probably going to take over the rest of E3 2019. <laughs> that's what we're talking about right. here. Right. Now, to be clear with E3 2019, being clear, the event itself started today on the 11th, is everything yes. I saw. But all of the big news, all the big conferences from the major players, Microsoft, Nintendo, all that stuff, Bethesda, Ubisoft. I, actually, I don't know if Bethesda's went yet. I think they did. But all of that actually happened prior to today and, and ended today with Nintendo Direct. So I don't know what the rest of E3 yeah, is Yeah, I, I don't know either. I mean, it wasn't officially supposed to start till today, but uh, Sunday we had Microsoft's. Right. Today was Nintendo's. Uh, Sony, uh, who decided that they weren't going to join the festivities, uh, they did do some, like, you know... I don't want to say leakage because uh, that, that that sounds wrong. <laughs> it does. Uh, but, but they they were spitting out some information here and there to try to take a little bit of the thunder away from Microsoft and Nintendo a little right. bit. But why don't we jump into this here? And uh, I know we're talking about E3 2019 right now, but that's happening right now. But something happened last week, so let's uh, let's move on into uh, like I like to call Apple World. And Apple World would be like the best store ever. 
I would just love to go there and I would just walk its aisles and dream about the things that I'd like to get, you know, like well, maybe a stand for my uh, yeah, uh my monitor maybe. That's about all you could do is dream about it. Yeah. Because uh Apple is once again in full force with the Apple tax this year. Holy yeah. cow. I mean, they were talking about how the Apple tax was almost a, a thing of the past. Oh, it's back in full force, isn't it, guys? They just oh. saved it up for this one. Yeah. yeah. Little, I mean, this... It's Apple back taxes, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the IRS is coming after you. <laughs> nothing uh, actually, like some good... The, uh... the AIRS. <laughs> I can't <laughs> nothing... even afford Apple bottom jeans anymore, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> nothing like some good financial humor to kick off a show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who likes being broke? I do. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what we're talking about is the WWDC took place last week in San Jose, California. I was there. And it was awesome. I had my backstage pass. I got to see everything in person. Got some great video up on our uh, Digital Soup YouTube page. So definitely check mm. that out. Uh, some great interviews. Um, and I'm completely lying about every aspect of that. Yes, you are. Sounds Listeners. good, Chet. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved if that uh, to have actually happened. You know, someday I would you love to You sit on go. a throne of lies. <laughs> I do. <laughs> what would you rather do? Would you rather get to WWDC, E3, or CES? Um, if you could only go to one. Wow. You know, I would probably pick CES. I was a little bit away from my mic there. I do apologize. I would pick CES because it not only covers uh, a lot of the technology, hardware, et cetera, but it does have some uh, software and a little bit of gaming and stuff. It's kind of like a little of both of them. A little bit. Just a yeah, little I'd, taste. I'd agree with that. So what's, well, your, what's your favorite hobby? Um. Well, podcasting well, definitely. Let, let's take it this way, <laughs> Adam. You're, you're big into music, so true. If you wanted to look at music stuff, and I like to listen gonna, to music. <laughs> you're gonna go somewhere, yeah, like a guitar center, right, or a, a dedicated music store, right? To listen to music? No, no, not listen to <laughs> to check out like oh, the probably Nam, like the uh, no, oh, I mean Nam, American Nam? music. Jeez. Yeah, no, that that conference would be great, but I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about a store. Like if you wanted to look at gear and stuff oh, like that. Yeah, you're kind of stuck with Guitar Center or any kind of boutique guitar shop. Or right, and what Jason's saying is that rather go rather than going to a specialized like, hey, here's the the really cool gear for this one thing I'm into. He just wants to go to Walmart where he can. See I was what, just gonna say that he's <laughs> gonna say Walmart. Everything. Isn't he? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, uh, unfortunately, you will not be able to buy one of the new Mac Pros at Walmart because you know, just couldn't afford it. Right. So let's dive into this here real fast because I know you two are not big into this. Uh, we're all about uh, gaming, and we really want to hit that area. So I'm just gonna jump through this here real fast. Like now, Neil Gaming. Yes. Yes. <laughs> now, finally, after six years, Apple is finally decided, hey, it's about time that we update our Mac Pro line. If you remember back in uh, 2013, they released what everybody uh, so affectionately calls the trash can Mac because it was a, a cylinder Mac, looked a lot like a black trash can that you put by the side of your desk. And uh, there is a hole at the top which is used for ventilation. There's a fan that blows the heat up through there. That was their whole thinking there that uh, this was going to bring all the heat away from these multi-core processors and the video card and everything. And it didn't. Uh, I don't know if you guys even followed the news when it first came out, but video cards were burning up inside and they had to replace them because uh, there was just so much heat that was trapped in there. But anyways, they've gone back to now the mid 
to a full tower case. It's kind of like in the between a mid case and a full tower case. Uh, definitely looks like a cheese grater, even more than the original quote-unquote really quote, cheese, cheese grater ones. And here's the kicker. This, I mean, this is kicking you right in your hoo-hahs. Um, and I don't even know what a hoo-ha <laughs> is. I'm sorry. but It's next uh, to the woo-hoo. Yeah, it's uh, it starts out at six thousand dollars. That is the bottom rung Mac Pro. That is the Kmart Blue Light Special Mac Pro. <laughs> is the six thousand dollar one, and uh, that I believe has it starts out with an eight core, sixteen gigs of RAM. Oh no, it might have been thirty two gigs of RAM. But here's what Dave, when Dave saw this, is like. Pfft. 256 gig SSD. Why would they do something like that? Right. I mean that you you'd have to upgrade that, and then of course the Apple tax go from 256 to one terabyte is probably another grand. You can't <laughs> no. install a hard drive in here. No, you can't. It has to be external. This is only M.2 slots. Yeah. Nice, nice option. There is no 3.5 inch bays or three and a half inch bays in here, or five and a quarter bays. You cannot install anything else inside. It all has to be external. Now that is one of the dumb things about it. Right. But you can get up to four terabytes of SSD in it, but you're paying a really hefty penny there. Yeah. And then you have to add on a couple grand for the Apple tax. But that's not even the killer thing. Oh, now fully maxed out and stuff. They're saying you could. Crest $20,000 on a fully Jesus. fledged Mac Pro. You better be doing something worthwhile with this thing. Yes, uh, probably playing a uh, Minesweeper, yeah. although that's I'm Windows. I'm opening Excel. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do rudimentary photo editing for my wedding business without this. Right. That, that That's the thing. They've priced this out of the range of the everyman. Uh, people are not just going to buy this computer and have it at home. This is aimed strictly at professionals uh so and dave's a creative professional here you go no, dave i i will tell you what I'll, I'll get into it a little bit more as we get to the rest of these announcements i don't think they're even aiming at professionals that's what they're claiming i think what they're aiming at right now is those people that are loaded that just they have money to spend and they need apple as their status symbol that's who apple is aiming at right now because i'm telling you what most creative professionals, unless you're really, really high up that food chain, I mean, we're talking directing, you know, Pixar, cinema, you right? know, cinema grade, yeah, like Pixar, big studios, they're going to be able to do this and, and have no problems with it and write it off. But the average single creator, I mean, whether you're in, in a solo filmmaker or you're a, a photographer. What about what Casey a, Neistat? Do you think he'd get one of these? Sure, because he's making boatloads of money. <laughs> and he's got to have Apple. And, yeah, I mean, not he saying he's the, an Apple fan, you know, but I know if he's an Apple fan, he's going to have it. And it, it honestly is like, a, hey, look, I got this Tesla. Now I've got this high-end Apple maxed out at 20 grand. That's all they're after. Didn't he buy the Apple booster board and that was like uh, $50,000? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hey, now uh, let's let's hit the second part of this Mac Pro uh, right. awesomeness here. Now, they came out with a brand new display. They haven't created a display in... They didn't do it in 2013. They said go buy LG ones. So it was the, it was the last cheese grater one where they actually had their own Apple display. Right. But they have a brand new 32-inch 6K Pro display. Now, this puppy is $5,000. But Dave, tell our listeners the best part about this monitor. The best part is it has the super ergonomic feature that you have to lean it against the wall in order to use it. 
Well, you get the perfect viewing angles when you lean it up against exactly. a wall or it's, prop it's, it up against a book. or Oh, you could have a small child hold it for you. <laughs> right. It's not a touch screen, <laughs> but you could hold it in your lap like a tablet. Yeah, 32 inches. Right. <laughs> it so, doesn't come with a stand. Yep. It, uh, why? Why, Apple? That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Because and they are getting lambasted online about this too, and I they mean, should be. Totally. This is ridiculous. Nine hundred ninety nine dollars for a stand. Yeah. So yeah, you can get the stand for a thousand bucks. Now here's the part, and this is this is what kind of got me. Go ahead, you you do your part. Well, I was going to say, or oh no, you go ahead and rant about this. But uh, you can either you know spend nine hundred ninety nine dollars on the stand, so you don't have to hold this up. You know, hey Grandma, can you put this in your lap as I play my game? Um, you can purchase a two hundred dollar. Um, oh, what's it called? <sighs> Help me with the words here, guys. Where you mount it to your wall? Oh, is that like visa the- mount? Yeah. yeah, visa mount. There you go. Two hundred dollars. Uh, two hundred dollars for a visa mount when you can get those for like thirty dollars every place. But uh, or you could go that route. They don't even sell a cheaper stand for the desk. Exactly. Now I'm sure there's going to be some third parties out there that will make one. Uh, but currently, if you purchase this <laughs> at launch, you have to spend six thousand dollars on a monitor. Six thousand is five thousand for the monitor. A thousand for the stand. Okay, and Dave, you me, go ahead and go right. Let me tell rant. you this. First <laughs> off, when you say third parties will be making this, yes. if you are a third party company out there making these stands, you would be a fool not to set about a three hundred dollar price tag or more on that thing. And I, I say that not saying you should just rake people over the coals with money, but you know how big of a steal it's going to look like if if Apple's yep. selling their official one for a thousand bucks and you came in at three hundred. There's You'll no way they're going to keep this at this price with the, I don't the, know. the out, but outrage that's come out over it. Here's the thing. There is outrage. The internet is going you know, rightfully crazy and just blasting Apple about it. But, oh, my Lord, are you seeing the Apple fanboys with their heads so far up Apple's rear end that they are just defending them to the end? I, I won't name names because I genuinely in, in, enjoy this person and the conversations I've had with them. And they've got Go ahead, a podcast. Say my name. I don't no, care. Not you. I, I got into um, not even an argument, but a discussion with this individual who was coming out and just all out, you know, kissing Apple's rear end. And it's really not that bad. Everyone needs to settle down. People don't understand. And he he does a lot of video work. Mm-hmm. And so this this individual was trying to make the point, like, look, people just don't understand that when you're looking at high end gear. They don't understand what it costs for this stuff. And he starts giving examples of like high-end video rigs, like um, the cages and stuff you make. Uh, not you make, but the cages and stuff you put your camera in for like Steadicam and pro mm-hmm. rigs for all of this. And yeah, that stuff's really expensive for these really high-end cinema cameras. That's not what everyday people are using. That's not what Apple is. And he just would not, you know, acknowledge. And I, I just asked him, I said, you know what, I don't understand, because at that point I wasn't clear, like, does this thing come with, a, like, a really basic stand and this is an upgrade? Yeah, that's what it should be. Yeah, and no. I, didn't, I didn't know, but he wouldn't even answer me because immediately after I questioned him on, yeah, but I don't think that, you know, that there's a big difference in, in the general public who may be a freelance creator that wants to have good gear Looking at that, not everyone needs high-end cinema gear. Most people want a high-end performing computer to keep up with everything else, especially if they're going to start making their previous versions of their Macs obsolete. 
they're going to be stuck. Mm-hmm. And he would not, he didn't even answer, but people just, <laughs> they really, I felt kind of bad because I was very kind and, and just asked him like, what is so special about this stand? He would not even answer. Finally, someone chimed in and said, look, I'm not defending Apple, but to answer your question that he's refusing to answer, the the thing about this stand is that it's got some kind of geared head in it so that it's super easy. You can get just the exact angles you want, which is important if you're doing high-end production work. I get it. And it's got some kind of quick detach system so you can grab the monitor off and move it, bring it somewhere else. Okay, wow. that's great. Is that a th- worth $1,000? This this individual said no also. Like, no, it's not worth 1000 bucks. There'll be third no, look parties at that it. come out with something cheaper. It's just a stand. All you have to do is look at it and go, that's not worth 1000 bucks. I, I don't care how, how nice and smooth the, the thing is yep. or if it's got magnetic whatever. It's not worth a thousand dollars. Now, I read an article where they were kind of defending. They're like Apple came out, but you know people shouldn't be lambasting them so hard. They just said it wrong. What they should have said is the monitor is six thousand dollars, and they'll take a thousand dollars off if you already own a stand. You know? Right. <laughs> but yeah. which, but at the same time, no. <laughs> right. Exactly. Why, why should somebody get a thousand bucks off for not not taking the stand? Then you know. <laughs> right. And it, I mean, Jason, you were cheaper. You and I talked well, about it, and we're like, look, it's like if you went and bought that new Tesla. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, you you spend one hundred and fifty thousand dollars on the car, but if you want a steering wheel or you want seats in that car, you're going to spend an extra thirty grand. That's right. the equivalent of what it's just a blatant, <laughs> sickening, disgusting cash grab by Apple. And it's, it's downloadable content. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> it is. should have been included in the game yeah. original. You know what? I want to invent a monitor hanger. You can hang it from the ceiling. You don't need a stand at all. Right, <laughs> sell them for a hundred bucks. It'll cost you thirty bucks to make. You'll make a seventy dollar yep, profit. Totally adjustable. Just like take a link case. out of the chain. You'll be fine. So okay, now just <laughs> go we, ahead, we've, Jason. we've been lambasting Apple here about this, you yeah. know, the stand, and rightfully so. I mean, I I would not defend Apple. I love Apple. I love Mac OS. I love just about anything oh, Apple. Even their fanboys when they when they came out and talked about and they mentioned the. Did you see the actual video where they mentioned the price of this thing? Yeah, it would just they kind of blazed through it really quick, like oh, and then the stand is nine hundred ninety nine dollars. <laughs> anyway, and then the the yep, crowd yeah. who was all fan, um, Apple fanboys and fangirls were, right. were just like quiet and murmuring, like, are they yeah, freaking did we just kidding hear me? That? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now this monitor is amazing. If you've seen video of it, uh, and people that have actually but is seen the it stand up in person, amazing? Is yeah, it is, but this <laughs> monitor silver. is it is is so. I guess the the viewing angles. They uh, one of the people that was at the event, and they said they walked along the side. You know how we do with our TVs to see, yep. you know, what we could see. They still saw it perfect right before they went around the back of it. I mean, you could see everything. The viewing angles on this monitor are amazing. Right, and I, it is. It's great, but they shouldn't do that. But let's, you know, let's, you know, as we'd like to do here, let's beat this dead horse a little bit more no let's go on uh the next quick story here we want to talk about and we teased this i think it was last week or the week prior about the death of itunes right and uh what they were going to do and you know it was you know rumored what there was going to happen it was going to go the same uh, way that ios did and hey they came out and they said exactly that. There will no longer be iTunes. It is now going to be Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, and Apple Video. Mm-hmm. And again, I still don't know, like Dave brought it up uh, last week or the week prior, how are you going to connect and sync your stuff? Is, is it each individual app or is it going to be some other type of uh, you know program that will just be doing syncing itself? 
Um, I still didn't look that up. I feel bad about well, not looking that up. But the thing is, it was it was occurring to me a little bit as as after we had that conversation, I was asking that question. Some you know, so much of that's done in the cloud now. You know, so you you can really back up your phone as long as you have a Wi-Fi connection. As long as you keep it plugged in to your power source so it doesn't go dead. And you can, if you have enough space, you can back everything up to your iCloud account. Mm-hmm. Am I not, am I mistaking that? Because well, I believe so, yeah. But that, I mean, that might be all they're doing as a solution for the backups is just moving everything to their iCloud service. Oh, I'm and, sure they're going to, I'm sure they're going to have a hard wire into your PC, you know, like a normal connection. So you right. But I wonder though if, if like iCloud will be that thing where you, you know, if you're just looking to back it up, you just plug your phone into your PC, it'll connect you to the iCloud mm-hmm. service. And the difference though, if you're using if you're using iTunes and your iPhone, it's backing up all will iCloud actually back up all the same settings and everything like I believe like if iTunes you do the did? iCloud backup from your phone, it saves all everything, your contacts, all of that stuff. Okay. Well I just know my iCloud account's like five gigs and you're Whoa. Thing is, if you have a lot of photos, it fills up. And that's quick. mostly just uh, your browser history. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't use my, I don't really use my iCloud for much to, other than to just back up my contacts and stuff. But I, I go and I back up my photos individually. That's about the main thing I'm worried about on my phone as far as backing it up. Mm-hmm. Photos and videos, and I back those up. I send them up to my Smug Mug site. Since I have it, it's unlimited. I have a hidden password protected gallery that I just upload those to occasionally. And if I think about it, if I'm on my computer, I'll plug my phone in and just copy those files over sure. and then delete them off my phone. I, I don't really do the full iTunes backup anyways, but it was something I'm curious how they're going to handle that because for a lot of people, that's their process. They plug it in, it launches iTunes, they hit backup or restore or whatever they're going to do, and they're off to the races. So, I, yeah, yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. Interesting. Now, I want to do quick fire on three little points here real fast. They did announce Mac OS Catalina, which is the next version of Mac OS. It looks great. We'll just leave it at that. iOS 13, they announced that. It's coming with dark mode. It's going to have built-in swipe now. Um, I know, I believe you guys said uh, that you still use the built-in keyboard, where I, I always do. like you know, being able to swipe my finger on it. I've tried different uh-huh. you know, third-party keyboards. Swipe. It works nice. I, I, I like it. And on Android, I've always used Swipe. Now, yes, it does make me have some weird text, as you guys <laughs> yeah. uh, say. Because I don't look ones. at it. I just go, and I'm just swiping as right. I'm typing. <laughs> but see, and, and I'm not too far off. I, I If I'm going to actually, like if I'm at home or somewhere where I can actually text, I'll, I'll, I don't mind typing it in and using the predictive text and stuff. It's fine. I watched my wife use this Swipe feature on, on her Samsung and it's super quick for her. She loves it. Anytime I've had to use her phone and like she's like, oh, can you just shoot so-and-so a message because she's driving or something and I'm in the passenger seat? I can't figure out that. It just isn't intuitive <laughs> for me. I feel like I'm just smearing finger paints across the screen. <laughs> and, you know, it doesn't work. But I get these weird, weird typos because I very often use the dictation, you know, where mm-hmm. if I'm in the car or something like that, I, I don't want to be looking down at my phone, so I just hit the button and talk to my phone. And it, it'll pull up some weird, you know, weird translations there too, unless I, you know, really, really slow down like, 
Hey, what time are you? You know, and you really break it down. And hey, that's how you sound on the podcast yeah. to us. Well, it's funny though because <laughs> if you want to use punctuation, you know, you you just you say, say like exclamation yeah. point or question mark. And I've caught myself more than once leaving messages for people, um, friends and stuff. Called them up and been like, Hey, yeah, just calling to see you know when you're going to be in town? Question mark. And uh, wonder, you know, and I'm saying, and I'm all of a sudden I realize, and I'm like, Oh, I sound like such an idiot. <laughs> exclamation funny, so. point. Yeah, Somebody, somebody's point. driving by Dave, and they, they think he's a madman, just, you know, talking away. ranting away. Yeah, All right, yeah. the, ne- the next thing we talked about quickly uh, last week is uh, the wa- the new Watch OS 6 that was coming mm-hmm. out. They were speculating that it was going to bring its own little app store to the watch, and hey, guess what? Everybody was right. It did. Right. Uh, so now you no longer have to have it tethered to the iPhone to add new applications and stuff. But... Uh, not all apps will be fully compatible. No, they won't. They won't be. Th- those ones that need that extra processing power and you know the extra storage space, like uh, a lot of your um, health apps and stuff, they're going to still yep. need to be tethered to that app on your iPhone so it can you know uh, sync up all that data and you know save it and blah 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 well, like that. Interesting. We pre-show, which listeners don't know, this, we were talking about Overcast a little bit, a very popular iOS um, podcasting app, and. I know I was I was following a thread from Marco who created Overcast on Twitter there, and people were asking him questions about it with the new Watch OS stuff, and asking if he can finally bring Overcast to fully be functional on the Apple Watch, so people can be fully free of their phone if they're out running or whatever else, so they can still listen to their podcast. And he said it's something he's looking into, but it would mean sacrificing something with their smart speed functionality because of how it plays with the watch. So he was kind of getting you know feedback from people. So I suspect a lot of these apps are going to be looking for ways to essentially say, okay, if we do this, we can do it, but this feature and that feature won't work on the watch. Is that acceptable to listeners for a watch version of that app You know, to be missing certain features, stuff like that? So uh, probably a lot of these apps will, will eventually get up to speed, but that is very cool that you, you can do a lot of stuff now without your phone. That is very cool. I wanted to quickly go through all of those points here because probably the biggest announcement that um, Apple did was with their brand new iPad OS. Now, this is amazing. Uh, It's another OS. Uh, All of our iPads currently run on the same uh, iOS that our phones do. And our, you know, if anybody still has an iTouch or an uh, Apple, what were they called? They weren't called iTouches. iPod? Um, yeah, it was iPod Touch. iPod there, Touch, thank you. Yeah. Uh, which still runs on iOS, <laughs> and they just released a brand new one. Did you, <laughs> Can you, did you go guys get see my that? iTouch? After so many years, they finally released a brand new. Uh, yeah, iTouch, you touch, we all touch. It's weird when I think um, about you. I touch myself. <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> but weird. Um, so n- now the iPad is getting its very own operating system, and it's bringing some awesome features. I'm just going to mention a few of them here. One of them is true multitasking. You're going to be uh, able to have multiple windows open, drag and drop. You know, data from one window to another. It's it's a brand new home screen. You can have widgets on it. Like right now, hmm. y- your all your icons auto align on it, and you can't do anything with them. Well, now you're going to be able to move your icons around. You can be able to put widgets right on your desktop. So it's going to be more of like a, you know, because they have the iPad Pro with the Pro keyboards and everything. And a lot of business people are using this instead of a laptop. Uh, For one, it's way more powerful than most of the laptops out there. I don't know if you guys realize that or not. 
and it's way more mobile. And it, you know, of course, with the Apple Watch now, you could do all the dictation, you know, uh, uh, collaborations by drawing stuff, you know, m other multiple people, you know, remotely, etc. So many awesome features that uh, this is bringing. Uh, there's uh, something called Sidecar, which is an extended uh, desktop for your 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 Mac OS uh, computer. You'll be able to use your iPads now as an additional monitor, like a, just a they call it Sidecar. I think it's kind of cute, but uh, you could have it set into the side, and you could just have like maybe web pages or whatever your drag and drop stuff over onto that. Think of it like multiple monitors, but now it's it's an iPad instead of a huge you know monitor. Hmm. Um, all kinds of, you know, full on text editing, uh, just uh, so many, uh, uh, scrubbing, uh, you know, what do you call that? Um, the, the screen's too big to go up and down left and right. You know, you can scrub left and right now on it. It's going to have scrub lines, scrub bars, whatever you call those dang things. <laughs> Soap. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's got scrub bars. I hope but it's going to make scrubbing bubbles. It, it's going to make the <laughs> iPad just so much more, uh, you know, powerful and, you know, great for, I, I, I could see in this, you know, right now a lot of schools are using iPads in the schools. Mm -hmm. Now it's going to be a lot better for the kids because it, it's going to be a lot more powerful system, could do a lot more uh, uh, new and better stuff. And one of the things that they were talking about is the Apple Pencil the latency is now down to nine milliseconds, dude. <laughs> well, nine milliseconds. Here's the thing. You, you mentioned it being able to use it at the schools, and I think that's a fantastic idea. It'd be awesome. Except for the fact there's no school district out there that's going to afford buying a 1,000 or more iPads. Yeah. yeah. Now, an iPad Pro, I do agree, but the i uh, and I believe there is special uh, pricing deals that you know Apple does with schools because sure. most of the big companies do. But the baseline 9.7 inch iPad, that's the one I have. They came out in 2018 last year. It's only 329. It's it's the most. It's even cheaper than the iPad, the new iPad Mini. It's great. I play Arc full resolution on there all the time. You know, it's it's powerful. You guys should go get one. Be right back. And I can't wait. I can't wait until uh, iPad OS comes out. I install. I hopefully it'll work on this. But I will immediately install it, and I'll uh, get back to you guys and let you know what it's like. Perfect. Yeah, man, for sure. Yeah, perfect. Let's talk about E three. Oh, I thought you were going to say E.T., and I'm like, phone home. <laughs> <laughs> he had long fingers. One of them yes. glowed. Yeah, that was so but, weird. I think somebody was on some LSD when they wrote that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and by somebody, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't. Bob. Anyway. <laughs> so, yes, E3 started today, but as David mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, people have been, not people, but people in the industry have been releasing information, you know, since Sunday. There's been some big events, etc. And I kind of broke this up in our show notes uh, to the Nintendo event, the Microsoft event. We can't do a Sony event because they didn't Oh, really I've got some Sony news, though. Well, there's yeah, there's a little bit of Sony news, but basically it's just talking about the sales they're having, the uh, the day of play or something, which I did purchase NBA 2K19 for $3. <laughs> That's Dude, pretty good deal. $3. It's 60 bucks. Just the other day, right. it was still 60 bucks. I got it for $3. You know, I loaded that up. I oh, I played a game of it. It is amazing. You know, that's I got I got NBA 2K18 for my PC. <laughs> yeah, that's so last year, buddy. No, I, well, I did it last year. The <laughs> game was 60 true. bucks still. Yes. I bought it brand new. It was 60 bucks, but they it, it happened. They happened to have a big Steam sale on it. 
And so I got it for something very similar, like three, four bucks. Oh, really? Damn, yeah. I wish I would have got it. Oh, that's when you bought the WWE one really yeah, cheap, I, too. Yeah, I they bought I, that that sale. I ended up, I spent like 85 bucks, but I think I got <laughs> I like, remember you saying Yeah, that. I got like 15 or 20 games, you know, the Bioshock collection, all these different things. But I've played a few games of w, uh, w, WBA, um, <laughs> NBA 2K18, and man, I cannot you know, get the, the hang WBA of the really needs to be banned. The WBA, yeah, the White Basketball Association, they suck, man. Well, <laughs> I was I was thinking WWE and NBA because you mentioned I, that and I, I combined it, and I then, made I thought, a joke. then I thought joke. Then I thought you know, understand. WBA is pretty close to WNBA, mm-hmm. which shouldn't be banned. <laughs> yeah, well, White? if there was a K in there, I could say White Knights, but yeah, let's. Let's talk about games. Let's talk about Let's something else. It. Okay, so the, uh, the Nintendo event was today. This is fresh And by the time you hear this, it's going to be three-day-old news. But anyway, Nintendo, the first big story was Nintendo announced the sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. There's no name, no release date, etc. But they did say they're working on a sequel. Uh, which is pretty dang cool because that first one was amazing. I don't know if either of you ever got a chance to play it. No. Breath of the Wild? No. Yes. Just yeah, in, I, in Best Buy. Okay. Because I know neither of you have a Wii U and then none of us have a Switch. But the game, it is the best Legend of Zelda game I've ever played. I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, how far did I play in? Oh, maybe three hours. <laughs> but it's a, it's a really good game. Just three hours? I know. I just... I, I have something to tell you. It's more than you put in a Fallout 76. No, I played more. I played a couple sessions with you guys. Uh, but probably about the amount of time we played that uh, zombie game. Which one was that? Dead Rising? Oh, Left 4 Dead 2. Left 4 Dead. Yeah, <laughs> probably only about guys, three I'm just, hours. Guys, I just got to go to bed. Yeah, we're only in the very last mission of the game about to beat it. I'm so tired. Okay, guys, I get up at 3 a.m. to go to work. You guys Here get up at go. 2 in the afternoon. It gets later, later, later every time. I, I just hear like the, those <laughs> tiny violins. Uh, speaking of violins, <laughs> the second game uh, that they announced was a brand new Animal Crossing, New Horizon. Now, they did have a release date for this. It's coming out March 20th, 2020. Mm-hmm. So that's 3 2020. Is there, does that mean something? Could that be hmm. something? If you three plus twenty is twenty three, and then twenty three plus twenty is forty three, there's forty three fish you have to catch in this game. There, I got it. Oh man, huh? <laughs> I got a okay, bunch of other just, conspiracy theories. I want you to break down. All right. <laughs> well, speaking uh, speaking of Zelda games, this game is absolutely amazing, and we did post a side by side screenshot of the original Zelda Link's Awakening on the original Game Boy Color with this remake coming to the Switch. Did you guys take a look at the the screenshots? I did, yeah. Isn't that amazing? That is beautiful. This game looks so good. This is one of the Zelda games that a lot of people never played if they never purchased one of the portable systems. I did play this game. And I've, I'm going to say I've played it in emulation too. You know, I just, you know, it's the kind of guy I am. But it's <laughs> it's a very fun game. It's a very good game in the Zelda uh, franchise. And now more people are going to be able to play it. And it looks better than ever. 
Cool. Yeah, it does right. look pretty sweet. The interesting thing, and this isn't to jump to another thing, uh, another company here. Another we'll thing. We'll stay with Nintendo, <laughs> but it was earlier in the day, end of the day, I forget, yesterday or earlier this morning, there was a game that came out, what was it, Gods and Monsters? Yes. And it was being dubbed, you were seeing articles come out and say, you know, because this is going to be on, on multiple systems, not just Nintendo. Even yeah. Stadia. Right, and they're saying this is, for those of you who don't have a Switch and are missing that Zelda Breath of the Wild experience, this is the game to get. And then Nintendo turns around and boom, sequel is being developed, <laughs> which was kind of like, ah, oh, that's a little savage. But Some, it, at the some same smart time, guys in marketing, right? Right. It, it's pretty cool, <laughs> though, that you know people are going to get a chance to do it. And we'll probably talk more about Gods and Monsters later. I, I don't know if you looked into that too much, but... I did. Now, uh, I did a lot of talking here between uh, you know the first part of the Nintendo and mm-hmm. all of the WWDC. So uh, I would really like Adam to talk about the Microsoft when we get to that because he's the only mm-hmm. one that has a modern generation Xbox. Well, but remember, di- Microsoft also covers PC. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but can you cover the next three stories on the uh, Nintendo, Dave? Well, yeah, I don't know much about Minecraft. I didn't see much about that, to be honest. I've never played Minecraft. It's not one that catches my attention, so I scrolled right past those stories. Minecraft Dungeons, <laughs> though, uh, from they announced it, though, Minecraft Dungeons is coming. Um, it's kind of mixing the crafting building world of Minecraft with the classic dungeon crawler. So mm-hmm. if you're sitting back on your Switch and want to have that experience, you can. I'm out because the heart of <laughs> Minecraft is... Let me build and craft stuff. And to me, I, I no offense. I don't mean offense to those of you that love that stuff, but I just can't get into it. It's not my thing. Now, Adam. Adam, oh, Adam. I was going to say, Adam, yeah. you, uh, I know you and your kids uh, enjoy Minecraft as my kids do. Uh, yep. What do you think? Do you think your uh, kids would like Minecraft Dungeons? You know, I didn't catch the coverage on that one. But I'm guessing if okay. it's got Minecraft and if there's a dungeon crawling, we'd be into it. Yep. Think of it like uh, Diablo or name some other fi- ones. It has that view, right? Diablo, uh, yeah. but you can, you know, deconstruct the world, you know, the way you do in Minecraft. But it's also a loot game. You're killing all these mobs and getting loot. So uh, just by uh, looking yeah, at screenshots it, of it, I'm sure we'd like it. Okay, it cool. Awesome. So the, uh, and I'm sure I'll give it a try. But uh, I know this next one is right up Dave's alley. It is. Contra. Oh, you enjoyed the court. original Contra. <laughs> yeah. I'm busy sending tweets on our Twitter. People are <laughs> writing, and so I'm, I'm trying oh, to respond. Oh, you're tweeting right now? <laughs> I'm trying, trying to respond. But yes, Contra. I'm doing I my do taxes. Contra. <laughs> <laughs> Contra Rogue Corps. Uh, Rogue, is it Corpse or Core? Core. Rogue Corps. It's coming to Switch Rogue Corps is the zombie so version. <laughs> yeah, that's, Dave's like, why did that idiot forget the E? <laughs> no, that's that's coming very, very soon, and that's exciting. I mean, I will say this. I spend a lot of time on my NES Classic Mini playing uh, the Contra that came on that, and I'm going to tell you, I've, I've put in probably three to five hours just playing around, enjoying a blast from the past with this Contra game. The embarrassing part is I cannot get past the first board still. Dude, those old <laughs> Nintendo were games were hard. Yeah. I, I did play the Contra because I have the Super NES Mini Classic also, and there's a Contra on there as well. I can't Super Contra maybe? I can't, I can't remember what yeah, it was called. Yeah, that's on the Super NES, yeah. 
And that one I played, and it's hard, and it's still just as fun, but I'm able to get past boards a little easier. That version that they put on the NES Mini Classic is brutal. Like, everything's just memorization. Guys jump out in the same spot every time, same patterns, everything else. I still cannot. I cannot get through it. Well, it's because But it's we, so fun. We have an older brain now. So right. it's like yeah. remembering those patterns is not as easy as for the young. Now, the, the sad thing is here, though, Dave, even though you enjoy Contra so much, unless you buy a Switch, you're not playing this puppy because it's exclusive to the Switch, it unfortunately. Is. It is. Maybe and later they'll bring it out uh, because it is Konami that makes it. So right. maybe in the future they'll bring it out for another system. But to start with, it's well, Switch and Switch only. I'll tell you what. I, I've always said if I'm going to buy another gaming system, a, a current-gen system, if I have the money to do it eventually where I feel like it's worth doing, mm-hmm. I probably would go with a PlayStation because I just I love so many of the games there and there's so many new ones I want to play. Mm-hmm. But Contra is one one thing, and the next story I added in later. Now, this is an older game. I've got it on my PC, and I just struggle to get through much of it because I don't have time to sit at my computer working on this game. It's so much mm-hmm. fun when I do put time in. But they did announce that The Witcher 3 The Wild Hunt will be coming to the Switch at some point here in 2019. They didn't give a definite date, but they're saying it is going to be the complete game, meaning the two, uh, most likely the two um, expansions that came out with it. So it'll be the full Witcher 3 experience handheld. That might be enough to make me want to switch because I could see... Switch, you get it? <laughs> well, yeah. I, I could see laying in bed playing through a game like that. Well, toilet time. I mean, what else are you going to do while yep. you're, you know, pinching well, off of Mr. Grumpy? Twilight or toilet? <laughs> toilet. toilet. Potty <laughs> This is the toilet zone. <laughs> yeah. But no, the other thing is, like, my lunch breaks, I get an hour-long lunch break at work. I usually oh, just listen to podcasts. Oh, you sit in your podcasts. car listen to music, right? But yeah, I, I, you know, something like that. I definitely have the Switch in my camera bag oh, and pull man. it out and just find somewhere to park and just sit and play with that is the perfect time, Dave. Something oh, like that would I'm be jealous. amazing. But I can't come home and sit down and play at my computer for an hour because I'll lose track of time and get late for work. Mm-hmm. Now, before we head on to Adam here, I, I got to tell you something. You guys are going to be so proud of me. Uh, now, we already uh, talked about that I actually played some NBA 2K19. Mm-hmm. But that's not the only game I played this week. Can you believe I actually powered on my PS4 and I, I'm like, okay, and this was on Sunday after I got done mowing and everything. I'm like, you know what? I want to play a little PS4. I never get to do it. My girls turn it on all the time and play Fortnite and stuff. Uh, but I, I went and turned it on and I'm like, I'm going to really give Spider-Man a little uh, play here because I, I haven't devoted much time at all to it, like a half hour. That was it. Mm-hmm. I went through uh You played with your missions, Peter Parker? Almost, yes. <laughs> almost three missions in... Even after that amount of time, which was it was over an hour that I that I played it, you know, through all this, those graphics just blow my freaking mind. <laughs> when I'm swinging through the city, and I would just land down onto the street, and I would just rotate the camera around me. Not only is the detail on Spider-Man himself amazing, but the pedestrians, the vehicles, the people in the shops, you know, just everything about the game is just the the level of detail is just amazing. And the whole time I'm playing it, Dave, and don't take this wrong, guys, okay? Don't make it sick, but I I keep thinking of you, uh, Dave, because I know how much you love <laughs> Spider-Man, Ooh. and I keep thinking, man, I wish he had this game. 
Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Honestly, with the with the PS4, that that is Spider Man, the latest gods of uh, God of War. No, what is it called? Yeah, I God never of War. got into that. That, but that latest one is supposed to be fantastic. So Spider Man, God of War, and then what's the other one you just got? Days Days Past. Days Gone, Days which gone. um. I I played that one. Uh, I might have given that about an hour. It's tough. The, you just get swarmed so much. Right. And I remember when we first started talking about this, I remember I, I watched the video, and then I think the next day or the day after we did a podcast, and I said, hey, guys, I have to tell you about uh, I watched this game and uh-huh. the, the amount of anxiety that that preview gave me. And, yep, I'm playing the game, and that anxiety is right there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It, is, but it yeah, is insane. Those are a few that I would love to love to have for a PS4 that would make me want to get the PS4 when it comes out. Although Or the, I, P- or the PS5. Or right? the PS5. You know, lately I've been I, – I moved my PS3 upstairs because that's the most recent-gen system I'm playing aside from my PC – and um, I've been working my way through some of the, the uh, PS3 games I've got, and I decided I'm going to jump into Assassin's Creed 3. And I've been just putting a lot of time in it, maybe, you know, hour here, hour there, you know, a couple times a week during the evenings. And, man, it's it's kind of, you know, addicting fun. It's, you know, toughest part is getting getting the hang of the control system because it's a little wonky compared to what you're used to. Mm-hmm. Once you get the hang of it, though... It is so fun when you're just ripping around this this you know old Boston in this one, and just climbing on roofs, dropping down, completely just assassinating you know soldiers and all this other stuff, and get to a point where it switches from your character's point of view, and you're a Native American who's working with the the revolution there, and you you do like the rooftop running, but you can do it through the forest like along trees and just jumping through the branches and stuff. It is so much fun. So cool. I mean, like that. Uh, what was that? Hidden Dragon. What was the name of that movie? Tiger, Crouching Hidden Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good flick too. <laughs> all right, uh, all right. So, is it Microsoft time? That's and what I say, Adam. Adam, bring sure. us into Microsoft here. Well, one of the biggest stories, of course, is Project Scarlet, which is the next generation Xbox console. I just got my Xbox One S, and now they're talking about <laughs> releasing this in 2020 holiday season alongside yeah. Halo Infinite. So their next version of the Halo. Uh, series. Yes. So the Project Scarlet console is going to support 8K gaming with frame rates up to 120 FPS. And they're also going to be using an SSD, finally. Um, right now for the Xbox One, I believe you can still get an SSD external. Uh, my buddy Ryan, who's also a podcast listener, what's up, Ryan? Uh, <laughs> uses an SSD on his uh, Xbox and his games load before ours do when we play online. Right. So, um, <laughs> They're going to be using an SSD as well as some virtual RAM, which I thought they would be doing anyway because virtual memory is always um, just a staple of standard PC stuff. But they're talking about this should boost the performance by 40 times over the current generation. That's according to Microsoft, and that's going to mean the games load a lot faster. Now, I think that performance is just as far as you know system load and everything like that. Um, Sony, they're, they're also promising the PS5 is going to support 8K graphics, 3D audio, and all that stuff as well. So, um, but I didn't really catch much of the Sony stuff, but Halo Infinite. Nobody did. (laughs) They're setting the stage for the next generation of Microsoft's gaming console, according to TheVerge.com. Microsoft isn't showing exactly what Project Scarlet looks like yet, and the unveiling feels a little similar to what the company did with Project Scorpio. So that console eventually became the Xbox One X. 
But uh, yeah, kind of exciting. A new console just as soon as I'm. Dave's still on PS3, yeah. <laughs> so now we're <laughs> we're starting to jump. But uh, kind of cool. A little bit disappointing for me since I just got one, and I got to share. I mean, the same thing you're talking about with your PS4, Jason, on the Xbox One. Uh, phenomenal graphics. Yeah, it's and what amazing. What I was caught off. I didn't realize, you know, how much how integrated it was with like your statistics from your games and your community oh, you and your friends and stuff like. What no, this the- is. Pretty well, didn't the PS the PS3 had trophies and stuff oh, like yeah. that? Yep. Yeah, but not as I don't know. This one just feels a lot a- more connected. Xbox Live. Okay, I have an Xbox 360, and I had a PS3, and now I have a PS4. Yes, the exactly what Adam's saying here, and probably what Dave was going to do yep. before I interrupted was that the just the um not not the ecosystem, but what do you want to say? Just the environment of Xbox Live is just so much more robust, so much more connectivity with right. uh, you know everybody out there than the PS, uh, the PlayStation's interface. Right, because uh, you online. like I was in looking at mine tonight um, on my PS3 because it's been ages till I just started recently playing it and wanted to see what trophies I had and you know and stuff like that. And you actually kind of have to hunt for it. It's not like it's displayed nice and prominently, easy to access. It's kind of a pain. That's why I, I remember it as I was looking at it and getting into it. I never really looked at it much because I didn't care. It was such a pain in the butt to get into it. Yeah, uh, definitely. Microsoft does own uh, that type. You know, the online world of you know bringing the communities together. Hey, that's the word I was looking for. The the communities. Oh. There we go. It's pretty cool. <laughs> like the Xbox One app or the Xbox app from both computer and like the phone. Kind of like Discord, where you can chat with each other during gameplay and stuff, but also share videos, automatically record your clips and upload them. Just very, very cool. Anyway, that has mm-hmm. little to do with the Microsoft event itself. The other big thing <laughs> uh, that we actually tweeted out some funny stuff on this, uh, Cyberpunk 27, uh, 2077, oh, which yeah. is basically it's a new uh, role-playing game from CD Projekt um, getting released for the PS4 Project and Red, Xbox right? One. Yeah. Yep. Yep, um, it's going to come out April sixteenth, twenty twenty, and well, that, that will be a PC game, will it? Yep, it's also coming is out for com- Windows. It is. I was going to say, I thought it was coming PC. Yep. So I think this anything is that is actually on the Xbox will be PC version also. Cool thing with this, Most of, of course. Things, hopefully, the big reveal: Keanu Reeves is in it, um, and yeah. the, the big joke, of course, it's twenty seventy seven, and he looks the same. But uh, <laughs> Keanu Reeves is just awesome. Everybody knows that, and uh, this is this is yeah. going to be really mm-hmm. really cool looking. Um, watch the trailer for it and kind of the the release, and um, it kind of reminded me a lot of um, oh, Blade Runner style, you know, that cyberpunk yeah. kind of look. So it looks pretty cool for that kind of world. I don't know much about it right. beyond that. I know it's based on a tabletop game, Cyberpunk twenty twenty. And it's set way out in the dystopian Night City, California, in an open world, and it should be pretty dang cool. But if you haven't checked out the video, uh, Keanu Reeves is is the big reveal in here, which just made it extra fun. So right. that's looking pretty cool. Um, I don't know anything about Sega's online RPG, Fantasy Star Online 2, that's coming. Maybe, Jason, you can touch on that one. All right. Well, the original Fantasy Star Online was a Dreamcast game, and uh, <laughs> this was back in dial-up time. And I tried it a little bit, but Fantasy Star Online 2 came out. Are you guys ready for this? Mm-hmm. Ready. In Japan in 2020. Uh, 2012, I'm sorry. Whoa, came out <laughs> in the future. In the future! Uh, but in 2012. So that is freaking seven years ago. Right. And it's 
finally coming over to the West here. I've never played the, the the second one. Of course, nobody has because it's only been available in Japan and other Asian countries. I did go to some of the other ones, too. Uh, but now it's finally coming uh, to the U.S., and uh, it's going to be for both the Xbox One and the PC. I've always loved Fantasy Star. I remember when I had the Sega Genesis, I had Fantasy Star 2, 3, and 4, and then I really wanted to play the first one, but that was on the Sega Master System, and I never owned that. So I went to the store, bought a used copy of Fantasy Star and the Power Base Converter, which I plug into my Genesis so I could play it. Mm-hmm. And check this out. I'm not even joking you here. And I believe, Dave, I might have known you. No, no, I was in college. I was in college. This was 91. I actually got graph paper, and I graphed all the maps so I could figure out where I was going. This was pre-internet for this. And uh, so I did. I mean, I loved the game. It was so much fun. And finally, they're bringing Fantasy Star Online 2 to the U.S. But here's what I have to say about that. This is a seven-year-old game. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. anybody going to be interested in a seven-year-old game? You know, just being released now. This now, there's no nostalgia to this. This is not uh, a classic game. It's it's still a currently selling game, but it's a seven-year-old technology. Hmm. Wow. I don't know. I, I I probably won't even play it. Yeah, I I mean, I, I put in some time with the version of Fantasy Star that was on the Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. And that was Fantasy Star Online, I believe. And yeah, it was the original. I just could not get into the the kind of I don't know the 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 setting of the game. It was you know like very futuristic, yeah, very RPG feeling. You know, from what you think of like old school, you know, in terms of like magic and all this stuff. But it had this weird like quasi futuristic it was just it was hard for me to get yeah. into so i i'm not really excited about fantasy star myself but it's basically like an rpg that takes place on another planet mm-hmm. it's kind of what it is and it's you know space suits you, you actually get into spaceships and go right. to different planets and all that kind of stuff all right but that's all we need to say about that keep going there adam Okay, well, there's another game called Elden Ring, which is a collaboration between George R.R. Martin and the developers of Dark Souls. I don't know a ton about this. In fact, the video was pretty short and didn't reveal a ton. It's just a teaser. Yeah, yeah. but it's basically a dark fantasy kind of setting. That's about all I know about it. Elden Ring, everybody. I, I wonder, given Martin's involvement, you remember in like Grand Theft Auto games and stuff where part of, you know, regaining your health and things like that is, you know, you go purchase a prostitute basically. Yeah, a little, little fun time. I, I wonder if there'll be similar mechanics here with like siblings because he, be, he seems to be into that. And the best part is I wonder if you'll get like almost to the end of the game and then the last two chapters will be missing. Possibly. Because that seems to be his MO. Yeah, they did say uh, uh, you do get extra lives every time you push a child out a window. (laughs) (laughs) No, in all seriousness, no. Seriousness, though, can't talk. Um, I kind of think this is cool, and I wish we'd see this more with video games, especially games that are going to be heavy story-driven. I've talked about it before here, but there was a game called Kingdoms Kingdoms of Amular the Reckoning, and mm-hmm. that brought in some very well-known um, authors and artists. You know, I believe baseball it, players. I believe it was Todd McFarlane. Um, 
doing a lot of the character design. It was R.A. Salvatore, who has a fantastic Good fantasy. Author. Yeah, excellent author. And when you can bring like a true giant, I mean, Martin, as much as we knock, you know, and, and give him a hard time, that series he's created, along with the other stuff he's written, most of it has been pretty amazing. The guy can write and he can tell a story. You bring him into some big, dark, epic fantasy that could that game could be worth playing just for the story alone, and hopefully the gameplay controls and feel of everything kind of you know keeps pace with an excellent story because it's easy to be heavy on one side or the other. But I think it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, we all like RPGs. I think I don't know, Adam. Do you like RPGs? I generally do. I mean, I haven't played a lot of them, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I used to back in the Sega Genesis Super Nintendo days. I played like all of them. Okay, someone's going to have to take this last one on Battletoads because I didn't catch the trailer for this. Right. But I used to play Battletoads a lot as a kid. How does it yeah. look? What's going on with it? It's a definite throwback to, uh, you know, that side-scrolling fighter, you know, uh, adventure fighting game. Right. And But this is like hand-drawn cartoon graphics it looks really good definitely take a look at the trailer i I wonder if it'll be as difficult because we talked Uh, about contra being difficult battletoads was another one notoriously extremely difficult (laughs) to to beat yes yeah that's just the way that those classic nes games were that generation that 8-bit generation they made games so hard and Back then, the only ones that played those games were kids because adults didn't. <laughs> right. Adults weren't into games at that point. Kids who started playing then are adults now, of course, and they continue playing. But man, they made those games hard. Uh, my the hardest game I, I, I'm gonna call it right now. The hardest game in the eight bit generation was Ghosts and Goblins. That's up there. But I'll tell oh, you that, that yeah, it's it's my up butt. there. Yeah, it's very much up there. But do you remember the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game? That was not ex- the arcade. No, right? no, yeah, not I the remember. arcade. That was, was very. Yeah, I do remember. It's like a top down, very very difficult as well. Yeah, yeah. and I think it was the and, and there was a lot of them. But I was going to say the sewer ones were yep. the, really tough. But yeah, a lot of them took place yep. in the sewer and that game. So. <laughs> A couple, a couple last Microsoft notes here for you guys. I'll just throw these kind of rapid right, fire. Throw them out, that man. Um, for those that are into it, I know it's very popular. Not my thing, but there is a new Dragon Ball Z game coming. Yeah, um, not my thing either. They have announced there'll be a new Elite controller coming out called the Series Two with an internal battery. Will it be one hundred fifty dollars like the uh, Elite uh, One? <laughs> that I don't know. It might. Is be. it made by Apple? They're, no, <laughs> they're saying it's probably going to be pretty expensive. Couple other games: Bleeding Edge, which is a new game from uh, Ninja Theory, that got a new trailer. Um, they're the people that made Hellblade and um, some of those things. There, Jedi Fallen Order, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. They got another. So got to see some more footage. Um, which they announced at the EA Play event, I guess you'd call it. Mm-hmm. That looks very good, but an interesting one, a throwback pop culture-wise and a weird timing, but there is a new Blair Witch game coming on August 30th. Now, Yeah, I, I mean, they, they only waited like 25 years to yeah, bring it out. Now, this is back in 1999, the movie came out. All they're saying about it really, and oh, there okay, is a, so a trailer... Yeah, there is a trailer you can you can look at on this, but the premise is that it's a horror game where you and a dog named Bullet creep around a forest with a flashlight, 
and yeah. get the bejesus scared out of you, according to Kotaku. Um, so that's so kind like of hello neighbor. Yeah. And then we're getting some, some updates. I mean, a ton of different games, but age of empires two is getting remastered. Forza horizon four is getting a Lego speed champions version. So Lego Forza racing. Pretty cool. Oh, there idea. you go, yeah. Adam. Yep. Yeah. So tons of, is tons of other guy. stuff. Now I know we don't have this listed here because we had kind of number three was our other announcements. Mm-hmm. Couple big ones I remember that we had tagged through the through the week here as things have been going on out on Twitter. Ubisoft had some big news. Um, they've got their you play what do they call it? You play plus, which is going to be a fifteen dollars a month subscription service, giving you access to sounds like what they're saying more than a hundred different Ubisoft games as well as new content. There's a hundred Ubisoft games. I guess so. That's what's going to launch oh. with. Now this thing is going to go live, I believe, in seventy five of them are shovelware, and the rest are <laughs> Assassin's Creed. Well, I don't know, but they're, they're, it's going to go live in September, but. If you sign up now, you get a 30-day trial with the service, I guess. So something to look at. But they're the ones that are coming out with that Gods and Monsters game. Yeah, um, that does look uh, good. Which looks good. Um, they have the Watch Dogs series as well, which I never played, but I've heard I a lot about. I played the first one. Yeah. And so that's there. Um, otherwise, the other one that, that was getting a lot of buzz, people were saying was actually surprisingly really, really fun. Um, they're, they're calling it a skill-based team player versus player sports game, and it's called Roller Champions. You're, oh, yeah, you're in the roller derby. Yep. And uh, this will be there's – a, there's a pre-alpha demo, I guess, for the next few days on the PC, but they're saying that looks pretty good. Rainbow Six is part of Ubisoft as well, apparently, so there will be some updates there. And, Jason, just for you, because I know you love it, Just Dance will have a – Just Dance 2020 coming out um in 2019 including on the original Wii. uh what's what's the song list uh i don't know i didn't see that <laughs> I, I didn't care i bet much. you i bet you it has some cardi b uh <laughs> yeah, wh- wh- no. what else is out there i don't know i'm not up to date i know Katy perry has a new album coming out soon she had a new single drop about two weeks ago i know taylor swift has a new album coming out soon so i assume there's some of that so oh, okay so hey and- big news at ubisoft uh, can I just uh, drop a little uh, a music yeah. drop here or whatever you want to say? Sure. Um, now on our Twitter, uh, we you know I had posted this questionnaire about uh, albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody named the perfect album, you know, front to back. It's yeah, you know, everything flows. It's just the best album, you know. And a lot of people mentioned Pink Floyd, The Wall, which I knew was going to happen because right. yeah, that's one of the greatest ones. Uh, but I did have uh, one of our listeners did recommend a couple to me. Uh, Big Wreck and Ben Rector. Yep. Now, and I did listen to uh, Big Wreck, uh, Albatross, most of it. I didn't listen to the whole thing yet. And it's it's kind of pop rockish, you know, kind of like a soft rock, soft. Is there such thing as soft metal? I don't know. Yeah. But radio uh, gold. Kind of like that. Yeah. And it, well. it was it was <laughs> decent. Uh, but what I have to say is the Ben Rector. Mm-hmm. I listened to. Uh, it was the one called. Um, New album, I think is what it was called. Okay. I think that's what it was called. And I really did enjoy it. Not only did I enjoy the voice, but he it seems like he puts a lot of time into it. You, you know how Beck, you know how he puts a lot of time into his music? Right. 
Um, and I could tell that Ben Rector does the same thing. And I just I can't remember who the listener was that recommended these two, but I did want to let him. Okay, I did want to let General Pershing know that I I enjoyed the Ben Rector more. And I'm definitely going to listen to, I don't know how many albums he had. Uh, it looked like he had three or four, maybe. Right. Um, well, I, I think what we should do, because that is, there was a lot of really good albums. Let's let's save more of that conversation for next week. Well, definitely. And we'll, we'll get into those a little deeper, not to cut you off. but No, uh, but I just, I wanted to let him know, hey, I listened, buddy. Right, we hear and you. And I did listen. I, gave, I listened and I listened. I gave a re-listen, and Adam <laughs> nice will appreciate going. this. On 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 his recommendation, I gave a re-listen to Live Throwing Copper this weekend. Oh, and a classic! It, uh, classic album took me right. I'll back. have to listen to that. Now, is that the one that did the one about the lightning? Yep. Okay, lightning yep. rolls or lightning no thunder rolls? No, that's Garth Light, Brooks. Lightning crashes. So <laughs> lightning crashes. Who wants a little <laughs> thunder rolls and lightning crashes? To wrap this up here, we've got two two companies I want to touch on. Like we said, Sony. We don't have to spend much time. Like you said, they've kind of been taking a sneaky approach to E three, where they said we're not going to be there, but in the last month they have been just kind of dropping announcements, and they've got a couple of games which I, I don't have right in front of me here. I can't remember, but they've announced some multi-platform stuff so a lot of their sony games are getting talked about still at e3 so sony kind of playing a sneaky little game where they're still getting a lot of buzz at e3 even though they're not there but bethesda adam i know you're a bethesda fan yep huge like you've got four he's just like yep four bethesda (laughs) tattoos all over yeah (laughs) bethesda tattoos and a fifth one you didn't even know about Oh, keep it. They're bringing out Elder Scrolls so Twenty Seven, right? I've got several of their games. I've got Doom. Yep. Uh, let's see. What else do I have? Skyrim. Oh, Elder Scrolls. Yep. Skyrim. Wait a second. Fallout Doom 4, is now 76. Bethesda. Yep. They were id Software. Did Bethesda buy id? At some point, yep. Oh, I didn't even realize that. So let's start. Let's start forever. with Doom. Doom Eternal is the new game. Um, they say you'll not only go to hell but to heaven. It's got a multiplayer <laughs> mode that they're calling creatively battle mode. Um, two so we're fighting control. angels now. Yeah, well, they, and I, I'm looking I at this not. on the Kotaku website, but <laughs> it says two-player controlled demons versus one-player controlled doom guy, a first-person fighter. Um, so Doom Eternal coming out later this year. We've got a couple new games announced, one called Ghostwire Tokyo, which is from the creators of the Evil is Within that series. Is that kind of like Tune In Tokyo? <laughs> Classic. No, but <laughs> Dave tries that at malls no, every there, week. There is a, no, I never, never have actually done it. In fact, the only time you I've didn't even do it to your wife. I've no. done it to my wife. Well, that's what I was going to say. The uh, only time I've uh, ever seen it done <laughs> Adam. was I'm Jason I'm did it. Yeah, he did it to a a, a girl that he was setting me yeah, up. Yeah, it with. wasn't my wife. No, a, a <laughs> friend one. of his that he. That was like twenty years before I met my wife. Right. So you did tune in Tokyo clear. to a girl. He did. Yes. Yeah. Yep, and uh, she fell for it, and I couldn't believe it. I was so embarrassed. Oh, yeah, it was well, terrible. if you knew her, you'd believe it. You, well, we can tell you offline who that was. It'll make perfect <laughs> sense. But anyways, <laughs> Ghostwire Tokyo, the creators of Evil Within, um, they've got a what they're calling a new kind of action-adventure game. They're saying it's not survival horror. All they know is that it takes place in Tokyo, and that's about it. Um, also, the, the game series Dishonored, if you remember that one. Yeah, I've never played it, but I have seen it. It looks pretty sweet. Yeah, they've got a new game coming out uh, that's being called Death Loop, and they're saying it's going to be a game with mind-bending story 
and uh, what they're quoting as meticulously designed levels. So looks like, you know, if, if it's going to be anything like Dishonored, you can play any way you want to play, but the story is going to revolve around your choices and all that stuff. So not a ton of news there, but we mentioned it earlier, Fallout 76. Yep. There was some news that came out about Fallout 76, which has been long been one of the biggest gripes about this game. It is getting a new free update that is going to add NPCs to the game. So there's going to be, it, you know, they're going to call them Wastelanders. They're actual computer-controlled human NPC characters, full dialogue trees, a new main quest line coming out this fall. Um, they've got, if you want to try out Fallout cool. 76, if you looked at it when it came out, it wasn't your thing, you read the bad reviews, wanted to see how it's evolved now, they have a free trial, basically, that started June 10th, goes through the 17th, so not much time left on that as you listen to this, basically. Get on it, Adam. Yep, you can try that. <laughs> but the other it. weird thing, they're actually releasing a Battle Royale mode, too. What? With um, cheese? <laughs> which is weird. It's going to be a, a new game mode that's called Nuclear Winter. It's a 52-player Battle Royale mode born from the Fallout <laughs> universe. Um, kind of cool. And as, as this Kotaku article says, also born from the success of Fortnite. <laughs> and so um, <laughs> some new modes for, for a game that got smashed by people. You know, people hated it. And Adam, we had a lot of fun with it. We've been talking about we need to get back in there and try it. Now we've got a good reason to do it. So, oh, exactly. Uh, and in, in, in Bethesda fashion, there is a little bit of Elder Scrolls nudes. N- nudes. Nudes. Whoa. Man, I can't talk. <laughs> well, you know, you got to dress your character Go on. and the character creates screen. <laughs> it's Elder one of those lizard people nudes. in Argarian yeah, or whatever. The so, <laughs> no, uh, nudes. Like, yeah. <laughs> I misspoke. Um, it, the Elder Scrolls Blades <laughs> game, which I is, it's an iOS. iOS. I've got it on my phone. I haven't had a chance to play it, so I'm hoping to do that and, and give you guys thoughts on it for an app recommendation in the future here. But that game is coming to the Switch, it sounds like. Um, so sounds like they're going to be moving that over, which I'm not sure why, because don't they have Skyrim or something on there already? Uh, yeah, they, I believe they yeah. do. And then <laughs> they've got a new Legends expansion available later this month. So that's kind of the rest of it. Um, I mean, there, there's obviously way more smaller game releases and, and news coming out of this. So to our listeners, uh, if if we didn't cover something, we're sorry, but if you saw something cool that you you know you think we missed or we didn't talk about, definitely hit us up on Twitter. Shoot us a message because we love gaming. Everyone loves gaming. You know, not everyone, but you know our listeners. If you're listening to this podcast, you, you probably enjoy you probably love yeah. gaming, and so we're we're loving to see all the all the news that we missed and stuff too. So, speaking of loving, yeah, uh, we did post this on Twitter earlier today, and. Uh, I don't know if I'm loving it or not. I'm loving the premise, but I don't know if I'm loving the uh, delivery. Uh, the new Square Enix Avengers game. <laughs> oh yeah! Now the trailer, the teaser trailer. It's it's just there's no gameplay uh, in the trailer. It's just all like movie, you know, uh, cutscene stuff. Uh, it it's done very well, the cutscene and everything. But the big thing, the big news about it is they are not using the likenesses from the movies, so you're not seeing. You know, the Captain America that we know. Um, uh, who else is in there? Uh, Captain America, Thor. Black Widow, uh, Hulk. Yeah. And uh, none of the voices. Iron Man. So it's it's different voices and different uh, appearance. You know, similar, but it's not the actors. 
uh, in it, which is very disappointing. And then the second big thing that's disappointing about it, there's five Avengers. Now, Adam, let's just do this here real fast. If you had to pick the five best Avengers, which ones would you pick? Uh, let's do Thor. Let's do Iron Man, Captain America, uh, Spider-Man, uh, 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 Incredible Hulk. Okay. Uh, you know, that's that's perfect. I mean, I, I enjoy your list there. Now, um, would you like throw out Spider-Man and probably add Black Widow? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, well, Square Enix did. <laughs> well, yeah, they, it's, it, it's the same lineup from the first Avengers, the first Avengers first, movie, right? Yeah, basically. Or, no, there's no Hawkeye. Well, that's oh. the thing. Our, our old pal that doesn't know we exist, Boss Logic, <laughs> he he called out Square Enix and said, "Guys, you left off my boy again." And he did a, a custom poster based on their artwork showing. <laughs> no, I just didn't even Hawkeye. see that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny, but um, the the biggest thing is that you know I. We're going to see more characters introduced as things go on here. Downloadable right? content. Probably. $5.99 if you want yeah. a Spider-Man. Or, Ant-Man is only $3.99 on sale. Because <laughs> he's small. <laughs> but, I mean, just depending on... I'm sure they're going to release more characters, unlockable or, or build them in whatever it is. This was just a, a preview. Build a bear. So I'm fine with the, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm fine with the character, character selection right now. What bothers me the most about it is that, like you said, they couldn't afford to get the actual voices. And they couldn't afford to use their likenesses, so these characters kind of look very similar to the movie characters that we're used to in the MCU, but not quite. It's like they look like the cheap knockoff version. Well, not Tony Stark. He doesn't look anything. Well, yeah, he's got long Nothing hair. Like yeah, he's kind of hippie-ish. That he's go- that's that's a weird choice. The only one that looks very, very, very close is Hulk. <laughs> right, and uh, the Hulk itself. Well, not, and. Uh, and Banner. Iron, yeah, but that that's one of the things I, I read about it is that they put Banner in the Hulk. They dressed him in a similar style of clothing to Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner, which is weird. Why not? You know, they don't want this to be a straight MCU movie game. They want to do their own story and do their own thing. So why not change the costumes or go back to, like, the actual comic book, you know, crazy colors and stuff. Do yeah. something to differentiate it. And Thor could be wearing his yellow with the horns. And <laughs> well, yeah, something just so that it's not like okay, these are almost like the movie, but it's like like they screen. <laughs> I saw one meme that said, "Oh no, guys, we screwed up. We we did all the motion capture of the stunt doubles, not the actual actors." <laughs> <laughs> you idiots! And that's kind of how it the feels. stunt doubles. Yeah, you had one job, <laughs> and it, you know the best way you can explain it is that the character design just looks very generic. Yes, you know, and so it's it's not inspiring that it awe. upset me. Like Spider Man on the PS4, like you said, it does not follow the movies. He's got his own look, and granted, you can unlock suits and stuff from you know skins for the other stuff, and including the Iron Spider suit from the movies, but. He does not look. They they did their own thing. They made their own cool looking costume. Why did Avengers this game not just go that direction and make their own unique costumes that give them a wow factor instead of kind of going with the the generic blah look? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to enjoy the game. I, I'm definitely going to try it because uh, I love Avengers. Everybody loves Avengers. But I was just so disappointed in it, you know, in that they didn't show actual gameplay. I want to see what the game's like. Yeah. I don't want to see just cutscenes. 
Now, I do want to mention two more things before we go on here, uh, and they're both Sony-related because we didn't really dive into anything Sony uh, because they really didn't want to dive into E3. But uh, they showed another trailer number two for Death Stranding. Now, this game... Uh, this is a Hideo Kojima game. Uh, he is the creator of the Metal Gear series. And I still don't 100% understand what the premise is. It, sound, it looks like you're transporting a baby, uh, a just-born baby in this huh. like type of suit that, that's in front of you. And you're taking it across land, and there's all kinds of obstacles and... Um, uh, creatures and stuff, and then other humans that want to stop you. I don't know what's going on here. It's still, it's still so vague what's going on. But the the big thing about it is Norman Reedus, who everybody knows as Daryl from The Walking Dead Prime. He is the star uh, of this uh, game, and his likeness is perfect. I mean, he looks absolutely just just like Daryl. And uh, you know, and they have his oh, you know, Sony got his likeness and his actual voice. Can you believe that? Oh, and wow. they, and that. he did all the actual motion capture for it, too. And they probably yeah. paid him. Yeah, probably. Exactly. And the game does look amazing. And then uh, the second one I just wanted to uh, mention, I think we've mentioned it before, but, I mean, this is Adam's absolute favorite Final Fantasy game. It's my least favorite Final Fantasy game, but the Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, uh. was was showing, and I, I know you enjoyed that game a lot. I think you, at one point when I said, what's your favorite, you actually did say seven, correct? Yep, yep. And I didn't I, even I finish that so. one. Oh, you didn't? It was your favorite, and you never finished it. Yep. Now, the only Final Fantasy I ever actually did finish is Final Fantasy One. Nice. Yeah. But I just wanted to mention those two because those are two big games that, that Sony has uh, coming out. Uh, I believe they're both going to be released uh, towards the end of this year. Cool. Very cool. All right. So um, what are we doing now, Adam? You want to segue us into the next segment? Well, it might be time for us to recommend some apps. Digital Soup. App recommendations. All right, so it's that time of the show where we talk about the apps that we want to share with you, the listener, that we've been playing or looking at or whatever. So, Jason, what is your app today? All right, since this has been a gaming show, I decided to make my app a game. It's a brand new game. It's called Dawn of Isles. It's available for both Android and iOS. It's completely free, probably in-app purchases. I don't, I don't do that. I play the games the way they're meant to be played, like a man, not like some little <laughs> sissy boy. And uh, huh. what it is, it's an RPG. It's an MMO RPG. You're playing with lots of other people. It's kind of like a uh, isometric you know, uh, view of it. But here's the thing. It's a, it's, it's an RPG questing and all that kind of fun stuff, but it's also a survival crafting game. You're chopping down trees for wood. You're doing all that fun stuff. You're crafting, you know, uh, different crafting tables so you can craft other things. Uh, and I haven't actually played it. I downloaded it the other day and I'm like, Hey, I'm going to make this my, you know, recommendation, and I meant to play it, but I just, you know, with work and everything, I wasn't able to, and when I did have some time off, I had to play me some Spider-Man on the PS4. Do you guys, you know, uh, <laughs> do you uh, blame me? No, you don't, because you love Spider-Man, but this game looks great. I've watched some a video on it, read some reviews, people were liking it, few people didn't, but uh, people were digging it, so I say, go try this, it's free, uh, try it on your iPhone, try it on your Android, uh, you know, just just try it. It's free. All right. Sounds good. 
yeah. my app today is uh, is also a game. Do you guys like the idea of being able to destroy an entire planet? Yes, I've always wanted to do that. I'm going to start with this one. Okay, this is like uh, the reverse. <laughs> this is like the reverse of the old Missile Command game where um, basically <laughs> this is a 99 cent uh, iOS only app. I don't know why I've been doing iOS only lately, but sorry. Because um, you hate but, Android. Just admit it. False. The uh, <laughs> The premise of the game is that you are dropping asteroids and you're supposed to wipe out civilization. And so it's it's actually more of a puzzle game of can you make the radius of the of the explosion take out um, enough of the civilization? And every time, you know, there's like a, multi, a force multiplier, depending on how many people you take out, the next one that you hit is going to be bigger. I shouldn't say people. It's just, uh, well, I mean, technically it is. It's about wiping out the whole Earth with like an asteroid, basically. Um, but it's actually quite challenging, kind of fun, and it's one of those games that you can just play for a few minutes and try out, and it, and it looks actually pretty pretty cool. Uh, so that's Earth Impact. It's an explosive asteroid puzzler. Dave, what up? Oh, go ahead. I, I was worried when you said explosive asteroid. I was worried where you were going with that. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> he did have Mexican earlier tonight. <laughs> How did you know that? <laughs> I actually went to get. I actually had Mexican. <laughs> oh, it's Taco man, Tuesday. I want to. <laughs> it's Tuesday. T- tell me of you went to a good did. taco place at least. Oh, I went to a local place in Litchfield called Eradura, which is fantastic. <laughs> Perfect. Well, fam- family owned joint. We have a couple. Uh, you know, everybody's like, oh, let's go get some good tacos. Let's go to Taco Bell. Really, dude? Sick. Horrible. We have um, El San Jose and we also have Talaki Packy. Both of those places are awesome. Nice. And I and I just love saying Talaki Packy, just so you know. Oh, who doesn't? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So uh, what is yours, Big Dave? You know, I'm going to go with something uh, more practical. Since you guys, we, we had a big gaming episode, you guys added a couple more mobile games to the to the uh, mix Yeah, because we know the theme of the show, but why don't you just go ahead and wreck it? Well, I figured <laughs> if you're going to have all oh. this time spent gaming, you might need some coffee to stay awake. And for me, one of my favorite places, if I'm going to go splurge on some coffee, is going to Caribou Coffee, Minnesota-based company, but they're all over the place. And they have a fantastic app for ordering. Now, we joked about the McDonald's app before, you know, but Caribou Coffee is one I will actually use because not only does it handle stuff like you can order, have it ready, tell them what time you want to pick it up, and you, you just walk in and grab it. And it's done because you can set up your card linked right with it. So you pay right through the app. You walk into your store that you ordered from, and they have it sitting mm-hmm. on the counter. They verify who you are. You pick it up. You're out the door. Makes Is it your super, name on the cup? Yep. Sweet. Makes it super <laughs> nice. fast, super convenient, especially because if you're on your way to work trying to grab a coffee before you get there, that's usually their busiest times, and so you can end up sitting. Do they in line. have a drive-through scene? Just drive up to the they window do. and they hand it yeah, to you. Yeah, they do. Oh, but that's even, even better. Even your drive-throughs are very long, so the quickest way to make it happen is order it through the app. Well, even McDonald's has three lanes, don't no, they have they three just, lanes? Our, ours here, no. Typically, Caribou's <laughs> are like strip malls, so they have just like one. But anyways, the app makes it cool for that. But also, they have their perks, rewards, and all that stuff, which you can scan. And I think you actually get bonus points for using the app. They just scan it. So helps you if, if okay. you do drink a lot of caribou, you get some bonuses. And, of course, all of your nutrition and stuff there. That's why I don't go there that often because one tasty coffee treat like that is like 1,300 calories. So 
Now, do yeah. they dry the meat before they grind it up and then run water through it, or do they? No, um, they leave it leave it uh, fresh, moist. Okay, yeah, cool. That's that's to get the most juice. Yeah, huh. yeah. yeah. So that's figured you need a little coffee to stay awake <laughs> for all your gaming. Get that Caribou Coffee app and uh, make things a little more convenient for you. Nice, I nice. Like I like it a lot. So uh, now, what time is it? It's time for a geek off. All right, so I figured since we were talking about games for the Geek Off this week, I wanted to find out who a better partner for Princess Peach would be because clearly Mario just sucks. He's no good as a partner. She keeps getting kidnapped, all this stuff. He's terrible. So who else would make a better partner for Princess Peach, all right? We're just going to blast through these. I'm going to go with Waluigi. Well, I'm going to give you names. Uh, oh, okay. I'm going to go with Master Chief. <laughs> I'm going to give you head-to-head names. <laughs> Batman. What? Come on. Did you hear what he just said? I said I'm going to give you head-to-head names. Yes, I heard. <laughs> All right, first up, Luigi. <laughs> Good Lord. Are we going to go with Mario's brother, Luigi, or Fox McCloud from Star Fox? I think Fox McCloud is, I'm, I'm sure he... Strategically, he's better. Uh, Luigi always seemed like, you know, the other sister to me, if you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> well, and if Mario's incompetent, using that logic, Luigi's going to really be a problem. Yeah. Adam? Do you agree, Adam? Uh, I'm also going to go with Fox. Okay. Yeah. Next up, Donkey Kong versus Conquer the Squirrel. I only know Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. Oh, well, uh, Conquer <laughs> although, the Squirrel although, wait a is... He's he's Donkey the one Kong, that drinks. Donkey Kong kidnapped her the first time. Yeah. <laughs> so now she's right? going back into his arms. Well, it's that uh, Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Wait, is that where you fall in love with your kidnapper? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> so I'm who accurate. We, who we picking? Conquer's bad fur day or Donkey Kong? Well, Donkey Kong is now good, so I'm going to go with Donkey Kong because. Uh, uh, Conquer, he's just gonna, you know, drink a pint of ale and pass out. <laughs> Adam's going right. Donkey Kong, you're going Conquer. Yep. No, I up. said Donkey Kong too because Conquer would just pass out. Oh, you both said Donkey Kong. That's yes, right. yes, I wasn't yes, listening. Yes. Double Donkey okay. Kong. <laughs> <laughs> Say that three times fast. Next up, Nathan Drake from the Uncharted series yes. versus versus Solid Snake. Oh, you got to go Solid Snake. He's military, man. <laughs> Nathan Drake is just, uh, he's just, uh, he's Indiana Jones. I mean, he doesn't yeah. have any training. He <laughs> might be intelligent, he might but he be doesn't better have training. Partner. He's not all military. Uh, he also knows right? how to love. <laughs> <laughs> he does, too. He, I think he's had, in each of his uh, games, he's had, a, you know, some type so of So I'm going to go with Drake. Are Drake? You? Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. I, you got to split. Call me on the cell phone. Oh, what, it's, not a, it's not a who's going to win a fight. It's a who'd be no, a better, no, it's no. Who's who the would better be partner? better with him. Yeah. I, I'm going to go yeah. Solid Snake because he can snipe anybody right. that tries to get Princess Peach. All right. All right. So next one, we've got Mega Man versus <laughs> Vault Boy. Who? Oh, Vault Boy. Mega Man. Mega Man has a suit and he can shoot. But Vault, Vault Boy just tells you, hey, um, you got to get some oxygen and uh, hey, why don't you eat something? <laughs> but Vault Boy also survived massive nuclear holocaust. Vault Boy's but I don't got think an Vault eternal Boy, smile Vault on his Boy face. Vault Boy is just like a artificial intelligence, isn't it? Like a like a it's information the, no, intelligence it's, guy. It's the thing. generic name for the survivors a lot of He's times. He's the mascot oh. for Vault Tech. Yeah. I'd go yeah. Vault Boy. 
He's just oh, happy. I'm, I'm going yeah. Mega Man. The Blue Bomber all the way, man. All right. Next up, we've got Kratos from the God of War series. <laughs> yeah. Versus cool Geralt of Rivera from the Witcher th- Witcher series. I don't know who that is. That the he's second the, one. He's the main guy in the Witcher series. Yeah, that, that Superman's now going to be playing. I don't know either of these guys. I'm going to so say I'm going to go with uh, Kratos. Uh, I'm going to go with one of the mushroom dudes. The, who? the mushroom dudes from Mario. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that <laughs> wasn't one of the choices. Ah. <laughs> oh. Okay. Let's go Kratos. He looks like he could. All right. Yeah. He, uh, could, take he, could, right. he could be a, a nice person and have nice conversations on. Sure. <laughs> Let's go, to, let's go to let's go to let's go to bizarre character uh, concepts. Sonic the Hedgehog versus Pikachu. <laughs> Sonic, Sonic, yeah, he's fast yeah. and he's intelligent. Pikachu is just like <laughs> I jab you with my lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's into that. I don't know. <laughs> All right, wow. next one. Next one. Bowser, who she's familiar <laughs> with already, Stop versus home. Ganon. From Zelda. <sighs> That's a good question. You know, I, I I'm gonna go Bowser. Ganon's just too scary looking. Okay. Well, but Bowser's pretty. Uh, Mario and Luigi always get the best of him in every game. So I mean, he's not very competent. Yep. And he, his That's minions right. that work hey, with him are pretty. Princess Peach doesn't too. require competence. She requires. Bowser, love. <laughs> she, I don't. I don't. Dave, you don't mean sexual partner, do you? <laughs> like no, Adam's thinking. Yeah, do you? you just mean partner? I mean, my partner. I, I mean, I wasn't just going par- graphic, uh, partner, like weird partner in any way. I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, you like mean so partner. you're talking love interest? Yeah. Well, any. Yeah. Like like Adam said, any sort of partner in any way it could involve romantically, best friend, whatever it is, or buying into a company. But we're not going to get graphic into <laughs> yeah. the you know you know fan slash fiction here or something. Yeah, you do that all the time with your hand drawn <laughs> no. Princess Peach and uh, no. Uh, Pikachu. <laughs> so you're going Bowser? I uh, go Bowser. I don't know. All right, the yeah. last one's a little spicy for you. Are ready for this? Oh, Yokiro Taco Bell. <laughs> All right. So better partner for Princess Peach, Samus from Metroid, versus Zelda herself. Samus I always found very sexy. <laughs> so. <laughs> I didn't ask about who's a better partner. And of for course, Jason. Adam didn't deny it. He's like, "What? Sexy?" He's like, "So." I just saw a robot I, I, outfit. I, I like know. how Jason is like, "Well, who's the better partner for me?" <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's playing. I so, would take Samus. Yeah, so Adam, what do you think? Zelda. We start calling you go Zelda. I think Zelda I and Princess Peach. They're both kind of they they just understand each other better. But think of that adventure. Like they're both always in trouble. And so, like, they'd be like Thelma and Louise or something, Romy and Michelle. And Samos is adventures. always saving people. Yeah. But hmm. from now right. on, because of your, your reaction to this, Jason, um, Adam and I just decided we will forever call you now Princess Peach. So it is now Digital <laughs> Soup with Princess Peach, Adam, and usually Dave. Sweet. So that is the geek off tonight, guys. Well, you know what? Since you like... Um, Battletoads so much, I'm going to start calling you Zits. <laughs> That's your new nickname, Zits. I'm, I'm going to call the... you Ganon Balls. <laughs> Ganon Balls. 
Um, so with that, guys, um, uh, we really appreciate you listening. Be sure to listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, or tune in. Leave us a review if you'd be so kind. As always, you can reach us at digitalsouppodcast.com and be sure to check out our Twitter feed. We are at the Digital Soup on Twitter, and we have been really active lately. We're trying to get more updates on all the latest news and things that you might really be interested in as far as games or tech or whatever. So definitely check that out and tell a friend about us. Hit follow and even chat with us on there. So that would be fantastic. So from all of us at the Digital Soup Podcast, to all of you out there, have an awesome week. Stay safe, and we'll catch you next time. Take care, guys. Yeah, what he said. It's the Digital Soup Podcast. 